All right, here we go. Welcome back, Dang. my friend. It is How's good it to going, see you, brother. Dude? Long time no see, stranger. It has been way too long. One, since we've seen each other, and two, since we've actually done one of these, especially one of these where we're not in the same room. Right, right. It's kind of it's it's uh, back to the back to the OG seats here. It really is. I'm finally I moved outside here. It's a little bit better of a scenery as opposed to us doing it in uh, the back of my garage. So we're moving <laughs> up in the world slowly but surely. But I know you are excited, and I am super fucking excited for our episode um, this week. So we are sitting down with Mr. Ryan Beebe, and I confirm that is how you say his last name. So I'm not an idiot messing up <laughs> live on air. Um, but. I got the pleasure of meeting Ryan uh, about a week and a half ago, um, but we've had this in the works for a little while. Um, those of you who don't know, Ryan is the bassist and singer of an awesome band that me and Lee are both huge fans of um, called Goalkeeper. Um, Ryan is a digital artist and a bartender from South Jersey. Um, he's worked in local breweries as a cellarman and a tasting room beer tender. Um, he's a big fan of the craft beer scene, loves it to, you know, checking out new breweries, wineries, and distilleries. Um, and any of the free time he has when he's not working, or he's out touring with the band. So without further ado, we're going to welcome Ryan to the stream. Everybody say what's up to Ryan. Hey, what's going on, hey, man? Ryan. Yo, what's going on, guys? Hey, Happy hey, to be dude. here. We are super excited to have you, my friend. Well, here real quick before we get started, we'll get our patented little sound bite. Oh, there we go. <laughs> uh, that might have been one of the best ones we've had. So that was yeah. a good one. Here, I'll let me let me add to it. Yes, come on. Hey, there we go. Not bad for the first time. Yeah. What, uh, what do you got in front of you once or twice. <laughs> I have uh, some uh, Citrus Shandy by Kate May called the, called the Grove. Uh, personally, this is my favorite Shandy uh, that I've ever had. It throws Lion Kugel like, yeah, that's not even on my radar anymore. <laughs> I love it. We're so, already, we're like two minutes in, we're already throwing shade. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, no, don't get me throwing wrong. Shade awesome. I, I do like Lion and Kugel, but like. Well, it's my my personal taste is definitely like the Grove here. Oh yeah, that's awesome. I think I I may have had that when I was down there um, the other day. Mm -hmm. But I picked up uh, a fun one. I just tried it here. The first time I've had it is um, Catawba Island Brewing. Um, it's a place mm -hmm. over near like Cedar Point. Anybody who's not from Ohio may have probably heard of Cedar Point, the amusement park. Uh, but it is a hot blonde. It's a mango habanero blondale. Ooh. So it's citrusy. Really, really light, like a Blondale, but it's got that little bit of a spice on the end, that little bit of a kick. I just caught it on the aftertaste, so it's oh, it's refreshing, yeah. but it's got a little little extra something there on the end. Mm -hmm. mm. Beautiful. What about you, Lee? What'd you grab? And I, I've got some some basic here, but it's kind of special because uh, I know the guys, or at least some of them, I don't know if it's, it's all of you or just you, Ryan, have to tell us, um, are from Pennsylvania. So I've got some Yingling. I got the light lager this time. I actually have there a six of the heavy, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and my yeah. wife both picked up beer on the way here, but there you go. Nice. Well, hey, before we get started, let's let's get a cheers. Cheers to you, Ryan. Thank you for sitting down cheers. with us, my friend. Cheers, yeah. And cheers to anybody drinking along with us here virtually. So, as we go along, guys, this is live. So, whether you're streaming us here on Facebook, on Twitch, or if you're on YouTube, um, any of your comments here, we'll post live. We can see them. So, if you have any questions for us or any questions for Ryan as we go along, drop them in the comments. We'll make sure we get to them at some point. Um, so before we get started, I actually, I wanted to share how this got started. So, um, everybody, this is like our little inspirational story, if you will, to kind of shoot your shot. But, um, I was, I was hanging out one day on Instagram, just scrolling mindlessly at work. And, uh, I think it was, I, I, I should have looked this up, but it might've been like the, uh, when you guys were posting out about the, um, the new edition of black and blue, I think, <clears throat> I think that's what caused it. Um, so I saw all, all the press about that and, um, 
I just sent you guys a message to goalkeeper on Instagram. I slid into those DMs, as the kids would say. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, dude, we're just like super big fans. Really excited for this. Um, you know, keep kicking ass. And uh, if you guys ever wanted to come and grab a beer virtually, we'd love to have you. Just kind of like throwing that out there. Just wanted to share some love. But we had to kind of put it in there at the end a little bit and see. <laughs> and uh, and we got a couple messages back real quick and said, hey, man, like Ryan's a big craft beer nerd. Like he would love to be on. This is awesome. <laughs> Yeah. And then fast forward to come to find out that you are in uh, Stone Harbor, bartending mm-hmm. down there, which is where I go um, once a year, every year in the summertime with my in-laws. We do a big family reunion. Um, so it was like perfect serendipitous timing that I was down there at the time you were bartending. So I was able to meet Ryan at the bar. I got to chit chat a little bit here before the episode. Um, mm-hmm. But it was just, it was so perfect. So if anybody's listening, you know, shoot your shot, send those messages. <laughs> Absolutely. Open up, open those Tinder, DMs, as long yeah. as you're being appropriate. <laughs> it was, listen, that's, that's, you know, that's how dreams get made. So we're, we're right. super excited to sit down, man. But tell us a little bit about, I know you said, um, and we gave a little bit into the intro and talking with you that, you know, you were around the craft beer scene for years. So tell us how you kind of got started with that. Um, so my experience with craft beer started like, you know, when I turned 21, pretty much, um, craft, like craft beer at the time was still kind of up and coming. It really hadn't made it like, you know, mainstream, I think. Um, but like, I kind of started off with like import beer. Like there was this beer called Hansa that was like from Germany or something that yeah. it was like, it was like the same. Uh, it tasted like Stella, like good Stella, but it came in like a 16 ounce bottle or like 24 ounce bottle. And it was like cheaper than everything else. So I was like, yeah, of course I'm going to drink this. Right. For I was sure. in college all the time. And then uh, really, I think I got started like going to breweries when Cape May Brewing Company opened up because um, I live in Cape May County, New Jersey. The rest of uh, Mark's also from Philly. That was the connection. Like when we also you know, we based ourselves out of Philly. So we, you know, Yingling and we have tons of Yingling in South Jersey too, by the way. Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, a lot of people, actually I've seen a lot of maps that say South Jersey is all e- technically part of Philly. It's just like, <laughs> South, like it's like the Southern part of it. But anyway. Right. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't realize, uh, I didn't, I yeah, guess we're all Philly fans and everything. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so, uh, so anyway, we, uh, or I, you know, I started going to Cape May Brewing Company. There was another one that opened up near me called Tuckahoe that I would go to. And, yeah. you know, um, just like finally, you know, after a few like different, you know, taste tests and stuff, found my taste for IPAs, which I think is a big part of like anybody's craft beer experience, like learning how to drink an IPA, you know, like <laughs> once you sure. figure out how, like how to, how to taste it. I think it was actually, um, brew dogs the tv show that uh, really yeah that that like because they they said like a certain way to like taste beer and like when i did that i was like holy shit that kind of changes everything and so like <laughs> you know i kind of i kind of like uh you know started experimenting with that and then yeah like ever since then i've just kind of made it a uh you know a thing of mine to visit like the local craft breweries and stuff i feel like it's a good way to get to know like um whatever town you're in or whatever is like to just sure you know, visit a brewery, like see what the vibes are, see what the beers are like, you know, um, see like, like what they're inspired by, like that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's been fun. (laughs) That's awesome. I know when you said, uh, no, I did work for, uh, I did work for a craft brewery called Slack Tide down here in, um, KMA County. Oh, Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, Yeah, it's fantastic. 
What was uh, what was I drinking when I was down there? Was was that Slacktide? Uh, I think so. I think you were drinking their Headboat Lager. Yeah, that's right? what it was. You were drinking oh. the Lager. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah, yeah. No, that was that was one of those beers that I think like it's like oh, that's what beer's supposed to taste like. <laughs> you know, I think I think we were talking about that with the Dortmunder Gold too. We were. Oh, what matter? Yeah, yeah look at that. Look at yeah. that. Homework. Yeah, yeah that's that one is, of my that favorite. That's Lee's go-to man. It really is. Yeah, that, that's one that's of my favorites. What he says. Yeah, that's yeah. what beer should taste like. Honestly, Lee, you would love it. It it really is comparable. It was it was awesome though. I love that. And it was I'm funny sorry, you mentioned Brewdog. I mean, very few beers that I dislike. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's funny you mentioned Brewdog though. If you're ever up this way, have you heard of the uh, the Brewdog Hotel in Columbus? No, I knew they had some stuff in the U.S. I didn't know what their like situation was. Yeah, so they, it opened what maybe two, three years ago, Lee. Probably, Something or like maybe that. a little bit more now before COVID. We should have gone already, but we haven't done it yet. We're going to though. For yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. So they, they put a huge brewery in Columbus, and then they attached a hotel to it, and so most of the rooms, or I guess like most of the the higher end rooms, overlook the brewery, and oh, then wow. in your rooms you have beer on tap. Like in the shower, there's a beer fridge. In your thing, Ooh. everything there is just, and it's all the beer is free when you stay there. That's so, part sick. of like your room cost is you're overlooking the whole brewing operation, and then you've got fresh beer on tap in any room. I was like, we we have to go. Like you can bring pets. Yeah. What, so was that, what was that? They let you bring dogs too. Oh, you bring really? Your dog with you. Oh, Pretty yeah. Sweet. I guess they're kind of like a big, they're like big into dogs, I think. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. We were planning on a trip going down there a couple years ago. There was a, a concert we were going to go see. Um, we're, Stopping in for a Beartooth concert. They're mm. from they're from Columbus, and we've we've seen them uh, probably 10, 15 times at this point. Oh, really? <laughs> but, uh, they were uh, they were wrapping up their tour down there, uh, like in the hometown, last show on tour, and it was like five minute walk from the brew house or the brew oh, dog wow. hotel. I was like, we've got to go, and it got sold out. We missed out the tickets, so oh, we fell man. through, and we we should have been there so far, but we'll, we'll have to set up another date where we can go down there. Oh, totally. Yeah, it'll be a it'll be a good time for sure. Mm-hmm. So if you're ever in in this area or or in Columbus <laughs> anytime, it's something worth a. I think it'll be a. a worth yeah, a I think we'll. I think we're we, we're trying to make plans to head out there. I don't know what any exact dates or anything, but I know uh, we're definitely trying to get get back out into Ohio. So we'll definitely hit you up for sure. Yeah, man, that'd be awesome. That'd be um, so cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, you mentioned before where um where your guitarist is from pennsylvania or from philly area so how did you guys all get together i guess so what was the start of you two or you three rather coming yeah. together because from at least from what i can see like just from an outsider looking in it seems like you guys are all like legitimately really good friends just like goofy mm-hmm. all the time so how did you guys all get kind of connected together so um basically all three of us were like in other bands and we all kind of met through the scene like I met Cody at a show that our two old bands played together and we ended up becoming kind of like band friends and stuff. Yeah. I mean, Cody, Cody's energy is like so addicting. So it's like, you know, <laughs> it's really easy to become friends with him. Sure. Um, and then Mark was, uh, he had a band, but then he also was booking shows in Philly. Um, and uh, we would, we all ended up like, I think Cody met Mark and then Cody convinced Mark to book my old band. <laughs> and then um, we ended up playing because like we were all kind of like in that, you know, pop punk, indie pop punk like realm. And yeah. so we would play on a lot of the same bills together that he was like setting up. And then um, it just so happened that uh, Cody's band 
my band and Mark's band that he was trying to get go uh, going all like pretty much broke up at the same time. Really? And yeah. And uh, Mark had a, a show book that he wanted like, like us to play, but my band couldn't do it. Cody's band ended up, it ended up being like their last show ever. And, uh, but like, he was like, do you guys want to just get together and play like a cover set? Yeah. And so we were like, sure. So we got uh, together, we practiced uh, seven songs and we played a cover set um, as a, uh, a band called The Pizzas. The Pizzas. Um, I yeah, love we were, it. Yeah. And then. <laughs> it doesn't um, get much more pop punk than The Pizzas. No. Yeah, no, it doesn't get much more <laughs> pop punk than that. We later found out that The Pizzas may or may not be a backing band that's like very um, uh, touchy about their name. So we we quickly dropped that. Uh, oh, really? Went with Yeah, went with Goalkeeper. <laughs> So, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean like the, the show went really well. Everybody was like, Oh my God, you guys rule. And like, um, so we just decided to keep it going. And then December, that was July of 2016, I think. And then uh, February, December of 2016, we released our first single called leftovers. And, um, a lot of people really dug that. So we just kept going with it and we're still just going with it until like people tell us, or whatever but Dude, i love it that is yeah. awesome what uh what were some other names that got tossed around before you guys settled on on goalkeeper um mark had a few like ideas like that all kind of sounded like cul-de-sac neighborhood names like <laughs> i think like oakmont or like you know like or what was the other one there was, oak hill was one i think they're oak actually hill? that i think that's actually a band um that's got to be like the like, hardest part too is like there's probably everything you think of somebody's out there and some yeah capacity, like whether was, how big or small yeah there was another goalkeeper they were from florida um but they they didn't really i don't think that they really did much like post like or i don't think they've done anything really recently there's also a band from st louis called goaltender um, which, which okay. i think is kind of funny <laughs> um you know but like uh and what, what's also really funny about our band name is that like it, it's surprisingly like we have it formatted just like the regular word. Right. But so many people like put a space between goal and keeper. Sure. Or like we've had like the goalkeepers <laughs> or like, uh, um, some one time somebody was like, Oh, the gold keepers. Like, you know, like we're keeping gold. <laughs> I'm like, just look at her Facebook. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, uh, um, but yeah, it was like, a, like some names like that. I don't really remember many of the other ones. Cause one of the nice, like one of the things I always talk about with uh goalkeeper is that like, um, or one of the biggest lessons I learned was that if you can't agree on a name for like a project or like a creative endeavor with the people you're working with, like get the hell out. You know what I mean? Like, sure. You know, cause like it's if you hard, can't agree yeah. on a name, like, you know, it's like the, the egos are always going to play a role and you know, you don't know um, uh, what's the, what's the phrase I'm looking here for. Uh, like basically like, um, you know, if you can't, if you can't make like give up creative control or if you, if your ego is too big, it has to be a certain way. Right. Yeah. Like that, like, um, or like the name has to be this thing. Right. Like, you know, then you, they're not going to be people like productive people to be working with. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, you just got to kind of keep the ball rolling and, and yeah, see yeah. where it ends up, you know? Damn. So, no, yeah. 
dropping knowledge. I love it. Oh yeah. Very inspirational. <laughs> Very. Now, how many, now I mentioned you were in a couple other bands prior. Was it always, do you always do vocals or was it bass or was it like a mix of both? Um, so I was in some like garage rock bands, like when I was growing up in high school and stuff. And I did a little bit of vocal stuff, but like, I wasn't very confident with my stuff or like with my voice. And then the band I was in pre goalkeeper, I was the rhythm guitarist and backup uh, singer. Um, oh, my friend, my friend, Evan, um, was a singer and also wrote like all the music. So like, and he, he's fantastic. Um, you know, so like we, uh, like, so I didn't really, you know, I, I mean, I wanted to sing backups and stuff, but like, I, it was, it was never like a, like a question, like who was like the singer of that band. Um, and then when that kind of like started to, you know, um, not be a thing, you know, like I always wanted to sing, you know, and I sang in my car and I like, you know, yeah. do all that stuff. So, um, ended up just kind of taking the lead on it when we were practicing and, uh really kind of figured it out like while we were writing so it was i was muted there for a second i'm uh being the professional that i am i'm outside and my air conditioner is going on so that's the uh the annoying <laughs> fan noise that i was trying to figure out the whole time so give me you 30 know, seconds can, i'm gonna go I, run I and, and shut that off here, so you're all right all right, you're not? All right i'm gonna shut I this off this, i was i'm like man yeah. i'm trying to do it this whole time i like, give me 30 I actually have a box fan that I turned off before this. That's kind of, it's a, it's a video game thing. Like whenever you hear people like with the fans on in the background, you always recognize that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's just, just like, de- yeah, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Running, He's like, so, I don't, think, I don't think anybody heard it. I know I didn't hear his fan. I didn't hear anything. It. Yeah. I didn't hear it, <laughs> but Hey, professionalism. I like that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Wait, there is. Uh, he's still I'm muted. muted. <laughs> Damn there it! I'm like even bigger idiot. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad it actually didn't get get caught up. But right. we were talking I'll, mad trash while we were gone. So it's I, right. I hope you were, man. I'm the idiot. I was like, man, this could be cool. I'm gonna sit outside. I got my nice patio just done. I have a beautiful. Oh. Like it's like 70 degrees out. This is great. And then my fucking looks beautiful. AC comes on. Oh yeah, it's my my little slice of paradise, if you will. It's, they always <laughs> say that you know what makes a good neighbor a tall fence. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. So I'm good, but I love I love that story, man. That's great. I was used to joke mm. about that. Do you remember when I lived in Nelsonville? Do you remember what my neighbors were? That no. last house I lived in in Nelsonville Mm-mm. was uh, I, I lived next to a graveyard. So we had the, we had really quiet neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> I said I said that to Mark because he just moved somewhere. He's not right next to a graveyard, but it's like you could probably walk there. And I was like, oh, at least mm-hmm. you know the neighbors will be quiet. Right. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Let's get another. There we go. Beautiful Ooh, sound for us. We're on number two here. Nice. Yeah. So you mentioned before, though, that you guys are, are thinking about coming up here, planning something for you know Cleveland area or so. But what do you guys have going on here in the near future? I saw a couple of dates just got announced. Where are you guys yep. going to be at? So uh, we're going to be playing our first show back ever. Well, sh- first show back since the pandemic, I guess. Uh, is going to be Jan or July fifteenth in LA. Oh um, shit! We're flying. So yeah, we're flying. We're flying out to LA to play show. Very um, cool. Really pumped about Dude, that. That is yeah. awesome. Holy shit! Yeah, you got to so, be leaving in like a couple of days, right? Y- yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> gotta gotta <laughs> keep preparing for that. And then um, July thirtieth and thirty first, we're going to be playing Long Island, New York, and uh, Manny Young, Pennsylvania. Um, 
you know, I'm so excited for both of those shows because we have a lot of awesome fans from up there, like a lot of yeah. friends and stuff. Um, and then, uh, let's see, then we were kind of taking a break in August and then we're playing, um, we have like, we're, we're setting up a tour in, in September. Uh, we don't have the dates a hundred percent set yet. So I can't really say like when and where, or what we're sure. playing, but I do know in the beginning of September, I think September 4th, we're playing a festival, like a, a local festival, uh, called Brad Boozle for, uh, our friend Brad's putting it on. And then um, we're playing, uh, that's September 4th in uh, Glassboro, New Jersey, I think. And then um, we have, oh, Washington, D.C., September 11th. Oh, shit. Uh, we're playing, yeah, with our friends in Deer Spring. So Damn. really pumped about that. Yeah, Dude, that is awesome. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm just gonna tell myself that you like pushed your flight further back to go to LA to be with us here today. So that's that's oh, yeah. the story I'm gonna tell myself. Yeah, so. yeah, no, no. Tell and anybody else who will listen and be like, listen, yeah. they were supposed to go to LA. They're like, listen, we got to push the show back. We got to yeah. do the podcast with Justin and Lee. So yeah, we're no, that, I mean that was kind of what it was. Like I said, guys, I can't, I got the drink about. Can't miss like, this. Listen, guys, guys, I don't think you understand. <laughs> yeah. oh, man, that's awesome though. Is this your first? This got probably what your guys' first time going out that way, right? Oh yeah, we've never been. Uh, what's the, I guess the farthest west we've ever played was maybe Nashville. Okay. Um. So yeah, no, California is going to be a new experience. Damn, man. Really, really. Awesome. And I've never been to California, so I'm really pumped about that. Hell yeah. Dude, that should be awesome. Now, I saw mm -hmm. before I was doing, obviously, doing a little bit of digging and doing some research before the show, but so you guys have played with uh, with some pretty pretty big hitters, some pretty big names in in the genre of like mm -hmm. state champs, starting line, mm -hmm. saw so Hit the Lights, um, mm -hmm. Real Friends, who I'm like a huge fan of, Can't Swim. Um, and I'm sure probably the list goes on, but, um, mm -hmm. what was, what was probably like the, the, your guys's best show or your most fun show for, for you, people mm -hmm. you played with. That, that's a tough one. Well, so a lot of those bands we played, uh, with, uh, at four chord music fest in Pittsburgh. Okay. We did that like when we were really early on as a band, uh, and that was like state champs in the starting line. Since then we played the foundry in Philadelphia. It's part of the, yeah. uh, and we played, uh, we, that's where we played with real friends. Uh, we played with Seaway, Confidence, um, a few other bands we opened for. Um, but the one that really sticks out to me is actually one that we did at Voltage Lounge when we opened for Can't Swim. Oh, right because, on. Because, yeah, because that was like one of our first like really big opportunities to kind of like sell tickets and, um, you know, kind of like see how many people we could draw. And we ended up drawing like, I think 130 people to the Hell show. Yeah. And, it, and that was, a, I think it's, don't quote me on this, but I think it's a 500 cap room. So, but then like can't swim, save face, like, uh, uh, small talks, like they, they all brought, you know, people to, sure. um, and that ended up being like, I think their first so, like sold out show on the road for can't swim. Hell and yeah. so like, we kind of helped, you know, we helped sell some tickets for that. So yeah, we I'd felt say. really good about that. Plus the audit, like, plus the crowd was nuts. Like, like we had people crowd surfing, we had people singing the lyrics. It was oh, like yeah. one of those things that like it was the energy that night was amazing. You know, not yeah. it wasn't all amazing the all the other shows we played because it was always fun, but yeah. that one will I'll always remember as being like extra special just because of like um how many tickets we sold and you know how many people showed up. And we were the first band on a five band bill. Holy so, shit. Like damn, that's impressive. People, yeah, man. a lot of people a lot of people showed up early just to catch us, which was yeah. that was I think my favorite part of that. So hell yeah, right on, man. That is and awesome. 
I had a question too. We asked a lot of brewers this, but I, it applies very well here, I think, too. Was there a moment where, and I don't know if it was later on, if it if it hasn't, you know, or if it was, you know, pretty early on when you guys started playing together. When was the moment where you guys were like, you know, we could do this together? Yeah, like mm-hmm. this can happen as a thing. This is a thing. When did you have like a defining moment that that happened? Basically, it was like, when did you guys think, like, fuck, we're good, man? Yeah, like, yeah. We, we, we could do this. <laughs> well, well, one thing I always try to say to myself is, like, you know, we ain't shit yet. You know what I mean? So sure. I try to keep my ego you gotta, down. You got to be bit. humble. But, like, I will say the time personally for me that, like, I was like, wow, maybe this could go somewhere was our third ever show. We were playing Daly's Irish uh, Daily's Pub in Philly, and we had just released leftovers it was the only song we had out it was on youtube yeah and um like we didn't even we weren't even on spotify or anything like i think we had it on Bandcamp too um but like uh no actually i think we only had it on youtube at the time anyway yeah. uh there was there was a guy at that show that was standing like right in front of me the whole time we were playing leftovers and he was like singing every single word Aww. of the song yeah. and i was like like i like i that's something that you always hope to have happen you know Mm -hmm. like that you write a song that like affects somebody enough that like you know they learn all the lyrics and stuff but like that moment for me i thought was going to happen like way down the line sure (laughs) not like after the third (laughs) show and so that's why like and now that guy and us have become really good friends and you know like um he's been a supporter of the band ever you know ever since so but like um it was really cool, like that moment, because that was the moment I remember driving home. Because I was going through kind of a rough patch, like personally, and like that was like a major boost for me because I was like, "Damn, like maybe I, maybe we can do this," or like maybe, yeah. like you know, there is a chance, you know. And so we just kept on releasing music, doing music videos, trying yeah. to play bigger and better shows, and you know, it just keeps you know multiplying. But you know. It's been a grind. Dude, <laughs> that, with is, COVID. For sure. that is awesome, man. Such got cool 200 story. views on that video, and 100 of them are that guy. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, more like 100 and 140. <laughs> right. Dude, that's awesome. I've always, and th- that was the question I was going to ask too. And I've always want to, always want to ask this to any musician I run up, like run into is it's got to be the coolest feeling ever when you, when you can see somebody singing your lyrics back to you. Like, oh, yeah. I, I, I like mm-hmm. uh, not even being, you know, even close. I can't carry a tune in a bucket, but me and Lee are huge music guys. But mm. I've always felt like if, if I was in that role, like that's got to be like an indescribable feeling. Yeah. Uh, like some of my favorite memories are like playing our Christmas show or like our, our release show or like, you know, we used to play a bunch of shows at Creep Records and we would put, you know, there'd probably be 100, 150 people in that room and they'd all be singing like the lyrics. And like that was like those moments are stuff that I'll, you know, I'll never forget. You that know has I mean? to be, like, you, know how, absolutely... you know how powerful it is as like an audience member to see it. Yeah. It has right. to be like a hundredfold to be up on stage and people are seeing your lyrics. It's yeah. just crazy. Well, cause so many, I feel like so many musicians never even get to the point where people like validate their music. Right. Sure. Like you, yeah, like you kind of have to slog through like, a period of time where you're like, please listen to me. Yeah, right. Somebody listen, please. Will you buy my mixtape, sure. sir? Right, right. <laughs> I'll give it to you for free. Just listen right. to it one time. You're just you know? you're just sliding beers at the bar just with your CD underneath <laughs> the coaster. You're like, here you go. Uh, I will say, I oh, tell me this happened all the time. I, yeah. Well, no, I have. Well, not like I didn't put like my a CD or anything, <laughs> but I'll be like, 
oh yeah, I play in a band, and they'll be like, oh yeah, what's it called? And I'll be like, I'll pull up Spotify, and be like, here you go, check it out. <laughs> I half expected the um, the uh, oh my gosh, can't think of the word now. The um, oh my god, the shit jukebox. Wow. Oh yeah. Um, the uh, what is it? touch tones or touch yeah. tones? I half expected yeah. that to just be like goalkeeper on repeat when we came in. Well, funny you say that. We are trying to get onto there. Like we're like apparently like that's a possibility. But like more like at least like locally for me, uh, we the restaurant that I bartend at, we just switched from Slacker Radio to Spotify, and oh, so right we've on. been playing like Spotify. And so like if I wanted to, I could just run upstairs, change the music to goalkeeper, <laughs> and like just run it. But like it's uh, just goalkeeper radio like on that. repeat. Yeah, I just I'll I, I, you know I'll do that. Like, you, sure I might, like I might make a bartending. What? Yeah, we're right, sure right. this like ask me about goalkeeper. Well, that's my yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. <laughs> that's funny you mentioned Spotify too, because Lee Lee is an Apple guy. He's been an Apple guy forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember in like high school, we used to you had like that huge brick. What was it like? A, I don't oh, know, like it was a, like when the when the video iPods first came out. Yes, yeah, yes. that's all I wanted. Yeah, I don't know what it was. It was like thirty two gigs, which is like unheard of. It was like a <laughs> right, terabyte of day. Right, yeah. I remember that. so many songs. Oh my gosh. It was like, <laughs> I've got a thousand songs on here. Like, oh my God. Yeah. But uh, Lee's been an Apple guy forever and I'm, I'm an Android guy. So I'm, I'm on Spotify and he's on Apple music. And I think that's honestly how I think I came across you guys was on like mm-hmm. the, the punk, the pop punks, not dead playlist. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty positive. Were you guys on there? Yeah. That's yeah, we I, were on there for I, a while. I swear that had to be where I came across you yeah. guys. Then a lot of a lot of people discover us that way, and we've been since taken off the playlist for whatever reason. But All right, um, well, I'm, I'm boycotting yeah. Spotify now. Then, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think uh, like part of it was because uh, the releases just weren't new enough. Because Sunshine was on there for a while, but it, yeah. it, at one point it was like I think it was like. I think it was on there for over two years on the editorial playlist. So oh, damn. like for pop punk, not to be dead, like, you know, I <laughs> it guess has it has to be relatively it has new. to be newer. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so that, so that was the deal with that, but um, we still maintain a lot of monthly listeners, which is what I'm like really pumped about. Yeah. And, um, and also like when, when it comes to me, I actually use both uh, Apple and Spotify. Um, I will say though, I was actually way ahead of the curve with Spotify like early on because mm-hmm. my roommate in college actually like found out about it, and he like we would we actually signed up for accounts with like UK like addresses like mailing addresses. No way. And, That's um, cool. Yeah, and and I was actually listening to Spotify like before you could even get it in the UK or the US. Damn. Um, because like I'm so, I was such a music nerd at the time, and like. You know, like Lee, you know, you probably spent a lot of time surfing iTunes and just seeing mm-hmm. what all the different like songs and stuff were. That's what I would do. I would just like search iTunes and like, like listen to clips and buy songs that I thought were dope. But then like that opened up. And I was like, I can listen to anything I want whenever I want all the time. Like, right. oh, yeah, let's do Game it. Game changer. And I wish Apple Music just did it sooner because I would have probably been on Apple Music had enough for Spotify kind of like jumping the gun and like getting all that market share. Right. Um, but like uh, I, I listened to both. I, I think I don't know if this is actually how it works, but I feel like you get better music quality through Apple Music. Um, but like I like Spotify's like app better than yes, Apple yeah. Music. Spotify does a better job. Like with the like with you guys are talking about like the curated playlists. I think yeah. they, I think Spotify does a better job of like 
um, formatting things for you and like doing the curated playlist and stuff like that. Apple mm-hmm. Music is trying, but they're just not there yet. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. yeah. And in your case, Lee, like you've had like people who have been on that Apple train for so long, like they've invested probably thousands of dollars right. in yeah, iTunes, no like buying songs. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. At this point, you'd be crazy not to leave, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. That's funny. I love it, though. Ryan the was the... building all my playlists is crazy. Hell yeah, dude. You've got years <laughs> and at least yeah. I mean, easily thousands of dollars, probably in, for sure. in songs bought over the years. Back yeah, then. absolutely. Yeah. Isn't that nuts, man? I just remember you would be like coming up with a new Apple playlist and I'd be crashing my <laughs> yeah. home computer trying to download music on LimeWire. I would research stuff on, on Apple, but then I would I would download it from like audio, you know, Audio Galaxy or Kazaa. Oh, sure. there you go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Um I don't I don't think I was on LimeWire very long. Um, but yeah, Kazaa was like the main one that I was using. We were we were um, big into Napster. We we, we Napster, had, yeah. We had a pretty heavy Napster account, and then it was all about LimeWire until we went through like yeah. four computers. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I ended up. I think the reason why I was so attracted to Spotify too is because I had lost my all those songs that I had downloaded and stuff like through like switching computers so many times. Sure, sure. So, um, so yeah, I think that's why I was like because I, I used to have thousands of songs like you know on that I bought and that I downloaded don't sure. the bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. this has all been some large elaborate scheme to get you to admit to illegally downloading music yeah right right <laughs> oh, shit, the yeah, we're like, ah! we're like we like, got him guys yeah. <laughs> we finally got him this is it you owe us two hundred dollars what is what is bear share have you guys heard of that i don't know i know it's at least he's talked about it before it's like a it's the same thing as like limewire but that's really <laughs> I feel like I the, sort of. I feel like I've heard of that. That, that ignited like a like a old like brain synapse somewhere. Like <laughs> bear share. I feel like I remember that. I don't remember bear share. <laughs> I don't know. Well, this is uh this is kind of an appropriate question that we've asked everybody, and it's really funny that most of the time we've with these interviews when we started this whole podcast thing, and I was telling you a little bit about it is like we never really had the intention of falling into like the craft beer. Um, like super focused or just a niche that we kind of fell into. We, we really love craft beer. We like drinking it. We're not, we were never brewers. We've never done home brew. We know like the very basic minimum of it, but we love just like talking to people and going to, to breweries when we're there, we're going to be the ones belling up to the bar and like begging the bartender be like, is the owner here? Is the brewer here? Can mm-hmm. we talk to him? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but really this started out as just an idea to, to kind of as an interview show where we can just talk to people and, and drink at the same time, you know? Um, but with that, the one question we decided we were going to ask everybody and we've never had anybody really in the music scene. So this one's a little more appropriate than normal, but what album in your mind, and this could be anything at all. And I'm going to give you some time to think about it is, is the perfect album from start to finish, right? Is one that you put on, drop the needle, put in the CD player, Mm -hmm. whatever it is you push play from track one to the end and you don't mess with it. You don't have to skip around. This doesn't have to be like the all-time best album, but when I said that, what what popped into your head? After the Party by the Men Singers. Okay, I'm not familiar with that one. No, uh, no, man, Lee. What that, about you? That album. Mm-mm. No. Okay. I'll definitely um, check it out. Yeah, if you like, uh, if you like punk rock and yeah. like, like it kind of. I don't want to say it's like. Let, let me try to just, like the Men Singers used to be like kind of like head like faster like. 
uh, thrashier punk, and then they kind of refine their sound. Um, I think they get compared to like Gaslight Anthem okay. a little bit. Um, like they kind of went a little more Bruce Springsteen on on these uh, the last two albums, but I just love like the way that the whole album is like. Um, it starts off like really solid. Every song like is I don't I never skip it, and then the ender like after the party like is one of my favorite songs also one of my favorite music videos they've ever done like just that album like whenever i think like whenever i need like an album to listen to yeah uh that's the first one i always pick like i I could probably name some older ones but like that one like when it for when it came out that one changed everything for me i love it what a great Mm -hmm. answer that's that's yeah. one. Most of the time, I don't think we've ever had one really mm-hmm. that we haven't we haven't come across. We've gotten a couple of, like typical answers that you would expect, but we've had surprisingly we've had like two or three Weezer albums, which is great. Mm-hmm. Weezer fan, but like didn't didn't really expect it. But yeah. I love that like, beer drinkers are Weezer fans. Apparently, yeah, yeah. right. Beer like drinkers beer. are also Mensingers fans. So like, <laughs> and if you like After the Party, I highly recommend checking out the few albums the three albums they did before it and then the one they did after it hello exile um because i i mean personally i they're probably my favorite band right now yeah probably second favorite overall behind blink 182 so like hugely influential for me (laughs) yeah right on what are some now i gotta pull up so don't forget about it the camera yeah yeah there you go also killer album art too like just everything we did plus they're amazing live so yeah yeah I just love, I love asking that question and I purposely try and like string it out when I'm asking it because the minute I kind of get to the point, almost everybody, it just, they already have an answer immediately. I I love that. I love that fact that like, no matter who you ask, we've been asking just like random people. Now I ask my barber, whoever I see in the street (laughs) now. And I love it because you're going to get a different answer and everybody's like Mm -hmm. super, super passionate about it. So, yeah. um, Well, that's the thing. Oh, here we go. We got like. We got we got Keith. He was uh Keith was on us with, with Hoppy Dude, so he was uh oh, he was one of our, our Weezer answers. So right, uh, right. Yeah. Thanks, uh thanks for hanging Love out Weezer. here, Keith. Yeah. yeah. What was what was his? His wasn't I don't remember what his was. Uh sorry, Keith. We'll we'll have to go back to the notes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll fix that in post. We'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh no, dude, that's awesome. Now, um, you mentioned before though, with with Blink One Eighty Two, and I think when we were at the bar too, it's probably an easy answer to like people who aren't super familiar with the genre, or the people ask you, "Hey, what's what's Goalkeeper about?" But what's uh, I mean, how would you describe your guys' sound, or, like your music, um, in in comparison of like what some bands that, you know, obviously Blink One Eighty Two is is an easy one, especially I, I would say, uh, me personally, kind of like your guys' earlier stuff, I definitely see like a lot of that Blink One Eighty Two. Um, that influence if you will but what are some other bands you guys kind of took some influence of or or you guys could kind of compare to somebody who's not familiar with with goalkeeper so the more the more that i kind of listen to our music and kind of like think about like how we write songs i would say our main influences are bands like or like blink 182 um the mensingers and probably transit a little bit okay Um, Mm -hmm uh yeah but like but like uh basically the way i kind of look at it is like mostly we try to stay between blink and the men singers and then like the secondary influences are like transit um the wonder years man overboard oh, and like man, wonder Glory. Years. yeah okay yeah. there you go nice mm-hmm. dude i love that yeah 
Yeah. And Blink, I mean, you know, they're just one of, they're like my top. And like everybody says, I sound like a gruff Mark Hoppus. And that's yeah, like I love it. Yeah, I love I, it. I, I can definitely yeah. hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, love that. So, that's a, that's a hell of a comparison. <laughs> yeah, man. There, there's definitely worse people to be compared to. Yeah. There <laughs> <laughs> we go. Nice. Another, another sound bite. I love it. Another mm-hmm. one bites the dust. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So part of it. I, I really do like this. This is good. I would it's funny too because almost like every week we'd have a different beer that we're trying to highlight and talk about. Mm-hmm. And almost every week we're like, this is really good. This is also really good. Yeah. Like it just seems like we're just coming up with things and be like, this is yeah. really good until like probably two or three months in where I finally had like this beer is shit. Like it's yeah. this is terrible. Like never yeah. buy this at all. Well, this yeah. beer is just basically light beer. This thing I'm not I'm not, yeah. I'm not too it's <laughs> you know not what's bad, funny? but it's just light beer. That's what it is. Yeah. You know what I will say about Game Light? I think it tastes better than most light beers. I, I can, like, I, I can I, see I, that. It there has, is, well, actually taste. let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. It has more taste than most <laughs> light beers. Yes, I agree. I can agree with that. <laughs> more taste. I love More that. taste, yeah. Beautiful. Oh man, that's great. Now, um, mm-hmm. now to to jump back a little bit, since we were talking about a, a couple of different bands here, I saw on your guys' latest albums that there was a uh, some big names involved. Um, what you guys had with the producing and the editing and everything like that. How did you guys get get linked up with those guys for for working on that album? So it started uh, actually at Four Chord. Um, we played uh, with Hit the Lights. They were one of the bands that were on Four Chord. And our set was like second, I think. And we were like on the small stage and people were still kind of coming in and we ended up playing a pretty bad set too, which was kind of ironic. (laughs) Um, But, uh, but anyway, like long story short, uh, we sat through the whole festival, um, sat through, we partied, it was freaking awesome. Um, (laughs) And, uh, and then um, Mark and I were walking back to the, to the van to head back to Philly and um kevin um from hit the lights he's the guitarist um he actually walked up to us and he said hey like you guys are goalkeeper right I, we were like yeah are you guys like, the gold well, keepers yeah you guys are the gold keepers <laughs> now he actually got it right which which is how we knew we could trust him yeah uh yeah no but like uh basically yeah like he like he came up to us and he's like hey i'd love to like work with you guys in some capacity you know um maybe we can do something and so our album bad times don't last uh that one he produced um uh with uh you know the engineer that we were working with at the time and then um we ended up uh for the next album uh he said that we could get or like he was like friends with will pew from cartel and so we talked and uh will was interested so we ended up going down to nashville for two weeks and recording um uh, life in slow motion with will with cartel Damn. and kevin was there as well uh, as producer and then um we had it mixed and mastered by uh seb barlow of neck deep so yeah. it was a, oh, it, awesome. it ended up, yeah it ended up being like a real yeah it ended up being like a real um awesome collaboration um so like yeah like it so it kind of started with kevin but then as we continue to just write better songs better songs it just got easier to connect with people yeah. You know, so but Kevin was the one who kind of gave us the shot. <laughs> Damn, man, that's awesome! Like mm-hmm. I said, I mean, the huge, huge names in in the genre, right? I mm-hmm. mean, that's that's fantastic. And honestly, that that album really has just such a like a really consistent feel all the way out. Mm-hmm. We were obviously 
not not just normally, but a little bit more probably than, than we always do. We've been just like streaming goalkeeper for this whole week straight, getting ready for, for sure. Uh, getting ready for this interview. But yeah. yeah, it like it really does. That whole album has just uh, the same feel all the way out. Kind of like what we were talking about. Like you just you put it on number one and let it play out. Um, mm-hmm. It was extremely well done. Super, super, super fun. Awesome, awesome album, by the way. Thank you. Oh yeah, yeah. I love a lot of the stuff that we put on there. Can't wait to put out more. <laughs> yeah, what you do guys, you guys? Uh, in the works? Anything new coming out with the? I know with the pandemic and stuff, it's probably you know it's probably mm-hmm. a mixture of both things that make it easier and things that make it harder. You can't be around anybody, which makes it harder. But you know, like yeah. creatively and writing, there's a lot of free time. You guys have yeah, anything it's... coming out? We want so the we behind don't... the scenes. We want the yeah. secret shit. Yeah. Not that everybody else knows. We <laughs> want. We sauce. want. Yeah. yeah. Secret sauce. So let me see. So uh, we have been writing. Uh, we've been writing throughout the whole pandemic. Um, that's how we kind of try to keep ourselves sane. Cause we're like, well, if we can't tour, we might as yeah. well write and be more prepared for the next record. So, uh, at some point in 2020, we will be recording or 2021, we will be recording, um, new music. We hope to have new music out by the end of the year. Uh, just a lot of things ha- kind of have to happen before I can guarantee that. Right. Um, and, uh, but we are eagerly trying to get new music out. That's like a major priority of ours along with touring. Um, so those are like the two big things. Um, but yeah, I don't really, I don't have much. I mean, I love the new stuff we're writing, but nothing's like, you know, nothing's a hundred percent done yet. So just going to be, uh, just wait a little bit longer and we might have for sure by the end of the year. All right. All right. You guys heard it here. You will absolutely have new music by the end of the year. (laughs) Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Right. Yeah. Or your money back. Just give, just give him a date. Like go for it. Like, right. Oh yeah, exactly. (laughs) New album drops next week. Guys, you full double album. Right. Check it out. My birthday is September 20th. So, you know, like anytime. Oh, there, there you go right nice available nice. only on LimeWire and stream right yeah, yeah. you have to steal it you have to <laughs> yeah, steal it it's only <laughs> what was that uh yeah. what was the system of down that steal this yeah, album yes. right right, yeah, right, right. This album. Yeah. yeah there we go <laughs> it'll be exclusively available in nft form <laughs> <laughs> it can only be purchased with dogecoin Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Are oh you gold doge or whatever? <laughs> gold doge? Oh, yeah. yeah. Gold doge. Doge, yeah. doge keeper. <laughs> doge keeper. That's a new name. Doge keeper. That was better. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. I might make that into merch. Yes. Somebody was asking about merch too. The guys will hate that, but yeah, available on Bear Share. Yeah, that's <laughs> I love that. Yeah, Bear Share. That's funny. What uh would you guys have anything else coming out for, for merch? Anything new in the uh, works at all? Or? We have a few designs. We've just been waiting um, until tour got a little closer to invest in some new stuff. So yeah, uh, we'll definitely have new merch coming out like probably in the next few months. Nice. So, Do you guys have like yeah. the option to order online or is it just going to be where you guys are touring or what? Um, no, yeah, we will have stuff available online. We're still kind of working on that like strategy, but uh, we are going to have stuff available online probably – the stuff will be like you should probably buy it at a show for your like best chance to get it the right size because we usually sell everything extra on on um, online after the tour. Um, but yeah, no, we definitely are going to be coming up with some new merch and stuff, um, um, and br- br- uh, we are going to be bringing back I think some old favorites too. So because nice. we have a bunch of we did a lot of like one off merch drops and there's some stuff that we feel like maybe we can bring back and see you know how it goes. 
Yeah, I always love that. I like when it was just like a, a limited run, just like you can right. only get it here. Like, hey, I got this at this show at this <laughs> time. Like, everybody knows this is the only time you could have it kind of thing. Right. I, yeah. I actually like that. Like, from the consumer side, I, I, I think that's sweet. Yeah. I get pissed when I can't get stuff, but I, I think it's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Now, you mentioned, too, before, like, when you guys are writing this new music and so how what is kind of your guys' process? Is it more of like a round robin thing or does everybody kind of present new ideas and you guys bounce off each other. What's, what's that dynamic like? So primarily the way that we work is since Mark handles a lot of the business stuff mm -hmm. um, and we're big proponents of like too like too many cooks in the kitchen isn't a good thing. Yeah. So like, you know, we let Mark kind of handle a lot of the business stuff and that leaves Cody and I to write a lot of the music. And so generally either Cody has an idea or I have an idea. We bring it to each other like, you know, an acoustic iPhone demo or something like that. And then, um, like, if it's a song idea we really like, we'll work it out in practice. Mark will, like, take our power chords and turn them into, like, you know, the chords that he likes to play. <laughs> and then, yeah. like, you know, we'll, we'll iron out lyrics, we'll iron out drum parts, we'll do all that. And then um, when we have a song, like what I call 80% done, like we'll, we'll usually track it with our, uh, with a friend of ours, um, and just get like a rough demo of it. And then like, after that, we kind of use that to kind of bounce off like other ideas and, you know, um, kind of finish that last like 20%. Cause there's like stuff that like, you know, you can't hear in an iPhone demo or like, mm -hmm. um, uh, like, if you're playing it live and that's the only time you're hearing it, you're not really hearing the full song. Sure. So like, because you're focusing on like, I'm playing bass and singing at the same time. So I yeah. can't think about a lot of the song unless like, you know, like I hear it. So yeah. um, that's been hugely, you know, influential for us recently with like the new stuff that we're writing. Um, and then when we have the songs we want to cut, we just pick a studio and go. Damn, I never really thought about that, of being able to, like, record it, listen back to it, and actually analyze it that way. Wow. Mm -hmm. Damn, yeah. I, I never really thought of that. Yeah, that's kind of, like, a new thing we've in implemented. Just because, like, you know, we like we have so much invested in it now that it's, like, we got to make sure everything's good. We can't just put out shit. So. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> making sure, you guys making are flying sure out to L.A. Me. now, man. It's not, yeah. it's not Little League. Right, yeah, it's, you guys it's ain't not a joke around. anymore. Right. It's not a joke. <laughs> so yeah now do you guys ever is it always I, I sure it's probably a little bit of both but is it probably a mixture of sometimes you have kind of the lyrics base and then you make the music around it or do you guys come up with with a riff or a beat or something and then kind of build it around it what's what's that process like yeah so generally i would say 80 percent of the time we have like a chord progression and, a, and lyrics and a melody that we write like as an acoustic song first and then we bring it to the table um, there have been a few times recently where, uh, like graveyard actually is a great example of this, where <clears throat> I'm just like, Cody, give me a beat. And then I like, I'll start rolling <laughs> on the bass and yeah. then like Mark will just do something on the guitar based on what I'm doing on bass. And then we've had a few songs that have kind of come up organically like that, like in the moment. Yeah. And those I, I think actually are better, um, than like the predetermined ones sometimes just cause like you're in the moment, like working sure. on it and you know i think ideas are kind of at like this at their strongest when you first kind of come up with them so like that's that's been a cool thing that we've been doing a lot recently um which is definitely going to be part of our writing you know so, so i guess it's like a kind of a combination of everything sure um sometimes it's just like a really cool lyric that we're like okay these are 
that sounds like it could be like a cool chorus lyric or like verse lyric. So maybe we'll try to build something around that. Yeah. But yeah, most of the time Cody and I just have like an acoustic, you know, little like piece of a verse or a chorus or something. And we just try to build it out from there. Damn. Okay. Now I, I have a potentially, when you mentioned that I have a potentially like controversial question to ask. And oh, I, love I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it'll, if it'll actually be what I think it is or not, but, um, probably the biggest one uh, that comes to mind is uh, is black and blue. So yeah, was was black and I, I oh yes, hey man, there's no, there's no laws yeah. here. There's no yeah, laws. Right? You can drink laws. That, it's kind of funny. My 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 sister bought these, thinking that she was gonna love them, and then I guess she it it doesn't say there's like sati or uh, whatever stevia in here, but sativa, like she really, it, damn. Yeah, or like yeah, sativa, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh no, I'd be drinking these all the time. Yeah, right. Sativa, but like, uh, <laughs> no, but like, so she like she didn't like them, so I'm like, all right, well, I'll get them. So here's here's for the sound check. Oh yeah, there we go. Oh, <laughs> oh it's clean. There it was go. clean. So so the controversial subject was was black and blue. Then did that start like as an acoustic set, work its way up, and then get redone kind of as it started, or was that something mm -hmm. that you guys built out and then decided to strip down? Um, I think that started as like, Co I know Cody knows this. I think it started <laughs> off as, uh, a, as an acoustic song. Okay. It wasn't, I, it wasn't designed though to be a acoustic song. When we first wrote it, we wanted it to be full band. Yeah. Um, but after we wrote it, um, and then the label, you know, they basically were like, Hey, what do you, you know, we'll give you money to do an acoustic song. So we're like, okay, sweet. And so, or like a reimagined version. So we picked black and blue because that was going to be the next single if we did one anyway. Yeah. And then um, also we felt that like, it was probably the best option to like be turned into an acoustic song. Cause the other one that we had was, this is fine. And like, as much as I love that oh, song, dude, I, I, love, really I love, this is fine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily acoustic. Like, that's just a in-your-face, like, you know, yes. beat-down song. So, like, we were like, all right, well, Black and Blue, that sounds good. And then, um, yeah, we, we worked that one out with um, Nick uh, from the uh, from Man Overboard. Um, he helped kind of produce that. And uh, we did it at the studio he works at, Gradwell House here in Jersey. And um, uh, it ended up coming out really well. And he, he knew a guy who, do, who did um, piano and violin. So that's why, like, all that's like acoustic. None of that's like synth, really like violin or synth. Yeah, oh, no, it's all acoustic no stuff. So Damn. it ended up having like a really cool sound to it. Yeah, I, d I didn't expect like black and blue to come out like that. Um, mm -hmm. No, it was, that was awesome. It's funny though. You said that this is fine because that has like one of my favorite like current pop punk like lyrics on there ever, which is I'd rather fall asleep with a cigarette or on a couch soaked in gasoline. Like I was like, mm -hmm. holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I I, yeah. I I can't tell you how many times I probably streamed that song. I love it. I love it, man. That's perfect. No, I, would, that's... I would still like to see that. That that could be done pretty cool as, as like a strip. Yeah, just like I'm still sure. yeah. super punchy, emotional song. That'd be cool. Yeah, that would be a cool like stripped down like bedroom like acoustic rock song. Yeah, like, yes, yeah, man. I love we'll see. it. We'll, you, you might have spawned an idea there. We'll yes, see. here we go. You guys, I'm telling you, you guys are hearing it here first. This is a, <laughs> a world exclusive. Right. You're, getting, you're getting all the behind behind the scenes shit. So, mm -hmm. right on, man. Well, that was uh, that was the last one. I know we've been jumping around at like a, a shit ton of goalkeeper stuff, but um, we we kind of jumped around initially when we were talking about beer here. 
but um, obviously what you're drinking now and you said a couple of like your go-tos, but what is, what is normally in, in Ryan's hand? What, what is like the go-to beer? And then what is like the upper echelon? What is like the best beer mm-hmm. uh, for, for you? Uh, you know, I always think about, I know what my second favorite beer I've ever had is, but I, I still have no idea what my favorite beer is. That's it's a weird. good answer. Okay. Yeah. No, I like um, that. So like in terms of like what I drink regularly, like I try to drink like a lot of the local craft beer around like South Jersey. So like Cape May, Slack Tide, um, Ludlum, you know, and then I'll try to grab like Crowlers from like Gusto or whatever. And then like, you know, a lot of Philly breweries like Neshaminy Creek, uh, Yards, um, okay, you know, stuff like that. Um, gun to my head favorite like beers in that area probably like uh yards philly pale ale i like um i like um slack tides angry osprey that that might be my favorite yeah. ipa yeah um i also like uh Nishemi creek's uh shape of hops to come which is like a double ipa okay. um and then like probably my favorite like one of my other like go-to's is um not from south jersey but cigar city highlight um, yes. I love, I yes. love that beer. That oh, beer is man. Awesome. I had that yeah. a couple of episodes in a row, I think. Oh, I've yeah. Had, oh, no, yeah. I, I love Highlight. And then we were talking the other day about um, uh, Bell's Two Hearted. Um, that's Bell's always a solid one. That's such yeah. a solid beer. It yeah, really you is. can't really go wrong with that one. Yeah, absolutely. My brother in law drinks that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Bell's Two Hearted. But no, Dan, Highlight is like a, it is, it is go to. Cigar City is, is really good, actually. Really good. Yeah. They're out of Florida, right? I want to say, I want to say, yeah, Florida. Tampa. Yeah, there we go. Okay, mm-hmm. still, still got it. Yeah, <laughs> he's now, done his research, right? Oh, yeah. Um, now, at least up in this area, the big thing right now in, in like our scene around here is like the hazy IPAs. Is there anything like, is that reached down to South Jersey? Is there, oh, yeah, is there anything or like, like sours are really big right now? And like, and mm-hmm. everywhere you go has like tons and tons of, of hazy IPAs on tap. Is that the same thing down, down by you? Oh, yeah. No, um, right now, actually, I think you were there. Um, we had Cigar City's uh, Margarita Goes on tap. I forget whether that came in when you were there or not. Maybe. Um, and then um, Slack Tide, my favorite sour is by Slack Tide. It's called Haywire Twist. Hmm. Um, okay. They, fruit, they flavor it with different types of fruit. So, like, one year, like, around Thanksgiving, they'll do, like, cranberry sour. Like, okay. in, the, in the summertime, they'll do, like, you know, like um what was the one they did uh it was like or- like orange clementine coca coconut and pineapple oh, like it's just like idea, yeah they're flavoring it with the, the different no fruits. this uh sour sour or i'm sorry same sour yeah. but they're flavoring yep. with different fruits that's cool yeah that's so really it's like cool. the same base like sour but they just flavor it with different fruit yeah that's um, really neat and then ludlum and then i mean their hazies are really good too like uh the uh the ridge um is one of them uh, estuary that one a lot of people like try to uh, get one when it's available and then but i would say uh hazy beers ludlum from sea isle or outside sea isle they they really do a good job they have a beer called water guns and rainbows that to me tastes like straight skittles so oh, like awesome. yeah and that's awesome and then like some of my favorite beers like hazy beers like we've been getting are like um industrial arts uh wrench it's a okay. it's like a hazy IPA. I don't know if you ever heard of them. They're from New York. Um, and then um, oh, there was one other one that I was thinking, and I'm blanking right now. I'll tell you what, man. Uh, I, I've been extremely impressed of uh, you remembering all the names <laughs> of these beers. Like yeah. we are, 
we're like, well, we had this red one over here. Like, right. that's... <laughs> oh no, I'm deep you've already deep. you you have proven your your crappier chops, I, I, my friend. I, I've made I've made the rabbit hole my home at this point. Like, I'm way I'm way down. Oh there. yeah, I love it. So, um, there was one other one. Um, that I can't I can't remember. So, oh well. I'll, I'll, I'll have to think of it later, and then I'll text. I'll you know <laughs> slide in your guys' DMs. Slide in the DMs. <laughs> that's so funny. We really that, that's honestly been like our number one source of setting up all of these interviews. It really has been. It's just like on on social media, we're like, hey man, you want to come hang out? And it's it's probably the same thing with with I would assume maybe kind of when when you guys were starting out or kind of the music industry. It's just like uh like afraid to like ask or like go out there, and it's like oh man, do you do you want to work with us or can we play here or whatever it is? It's, hey, do you want to sit down? Everybody's just like, yeah, yeah. sure. You know, <laughs> yeah, once you get I'll past you what, that man. first step, it's like it's all, uh, almost everybody we've interacted with has just been like super open, welcoming for us. So, yeah, dude, I can't tell you like one of the biggest reasons why I think Goalkeeper has been able to amass like the fan base that we have is that and like the connections we have is because Mark, uh, the guitarist of Goalkeeper, he is like a networking junkie. Like he just loves like, you know, and for like probably three or four years, like he literally was just like, like DMing people on Facebook, Instagram, like, you know, he would message like 50 people a day just yeah. to like, either like just get to know fans or like to like talk to somebody in like a different area and like uh, try to get networking stuff. So like, I, you know, you're absolutely right on. Like, you know, it's better to send a hundred emails and like, or, you know, rapid fire emails, uh, or like, um, you know, send a whole bunch of DMS, but Mark's thing was different than like most, because he would try to start like real conversations with people and make that connection over just like, you know, friending somebody on Facebook and then being like, Hey, like my band. And then you yeah, right. get like, a fucking <laughs> thing. like I end up, I actually delete people who do that to me now. Like they'll, they'll have me on Facebook and then I'll, I'll accept their like and then like or accept accept their friend request and then like 30 minutes later I'll get an invite to like their band and I'm like sorry yeah like, right you just you just invite you just like your friend of me to you know so I could like your band like right nah, I'm good right <laughs> let let me tell you about my pyramid scheme right yeah exactly yeah <laughs> and honestly it's kind of funny because we we kind of did that but honestly and, I, and I'll tell you in in like in full disclosure like when when we sent that message to it was truly out of just like love for you guys um, yeah and that's why like, I, and I, and I like added on the end yeah. i was like oh and by the way i guess i should do something to like market myself <laughs> and, like i was like honestly i just sent I, I had the message written up i was like dude you know what I, I i thought about it too like i did that thing that we always do it's like uh maybe should i should i not and i was like you know what mm. if i if i had something going on if somebody was going to send me a message i just said like hey man love what you're doing I would mm -hmm. want to get that, you know? So I yeah. thought the same thing. I'm like, I would be appreciative the same way. So I'm loving this song. Right. Like, this is great. So I just wanted mm -hmm. to share love and say, Hey man, you guys, you, you got some big fans over here. So yeah, yeah. for sure. I, I mean, we're such a big fan. I was, I was, uh, when Justin said he was messaging some, uh, I think Dan, right. I don't uh, know who, whoever it was funny. Yeah. I was talking to somebody that wasn't, might you, and then I think you jumped on. Yeah. I don't know if you guys, Oh have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Logins, um, they're like Ryan. Was, Ryan's the guy you was, want to talk to. I think it was probably Mark, uh, okay, because he's but, usually uh, really good at getting back to people in messages. Yeah, and so. then they were talking back and forth, and I got negative about it. Like, oh, they're not going to say yes, you know. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, it was funny. Yeah, get, I did. Get that native shit out of here. <laughs> did I totally yeah. get I, I, I fangirl that shot Lee like a quick screenshot. I was like, holy shit, they replied. <laughs> totally he's, he's like, he's like dude, there's no yeah. fucking way. He's like, yeah, good yeah. good, good chance, man. Yeah, like, wait, wait to shoot your shot, but there's there's no yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. No, I, it was funny because, like, as soon as I it was like, oh, it's a drinking podcast. Like, I got to be on it. Like, <laughs> oh, hell yeah. yeah, not. Right. Dude, we're happy about it. And that's that's right. what's funny, man. We, we've talked about it plenty of time. Almost episode, almost every episode, it gets brought up. But, like, we could have planned this out forever and, like, hyper analyzed it. And we, we just never would have done it, you know? So we just, we dove in one day. I, I called Lee and was like, hey, man, I'm starting a podcast. You want to be on it? And he's like, yeah, sure. I'll be a guest. And I was like, no, no, not, not a guest. You're going to do this with me. <laughs> Right, 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 right. He's like, okay, that sounds good. I was like, we're recording in an hour. Like, yeah, right. get, get, get your phone, turn on your camera, let's go. So, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, let's, well, the first let's, episode let's... was great, just like you'd expect it to be. Don't oh, listen. Oh, yeah, we're yeah, we're, we're kind of afraid to go back and listen to it. To be honest, yeah, we were. Yeah, drink... Well, I mean, yeah. Sometimes I feel that way about our music. Sometimes, like early demos and stuff. I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we've talked about it. But I don't think we've ever gone back. Well, we were drinking. What was it? Mad Elves by. Um, oh Elves. yeah, yeah, by Trogues. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and we had we were like four or five deep within like forty five minutes. And Ooh. I think I think we, oh yeah, and I think we recorded for like two and a half. It was something. Stupid. Oh, it was, it was yeah. long. We recorded for like two and a half hours. We, had, we didn't like, so we had to like keep going to like get something. <laughs> oh geez, that's so funny. Oh, that, yeah, like, no, Matt Elf, the first hour. Put you on your that'll put you on your butt. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, we we realized that real quick. And both of us, <laughs> I mean, it was the middle of the pandemic, so neither of us had really been out or really drank much. Right. We're all just sitting in our house, so we go out. We each got a six pack of it. We downed it in the first hour. We're like, this was a mistake. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I bet you guys felt real good the next day. Yeah, oh, sure. oh yeah, it was like a Tuesday night too. It was yeah, like a random day remember. during the week. We're both yes. at work. Like, you guys, because I had I, uh, I had that meeting. Did you really? Yeah, I had a meeting, and then I came home. So it was like ten o'clock at night. We're drinking these beers. <laughs> oh yeah, it was it was really bad. Oh man, it was terrible. Now I, I have a question, and I feel like we're we're to the point now where I feel comfortable enough to ask it. And I've always wanted to ask somebody this. I've never had the opportunity. Okay. Uh, and and you can just straight up say you're you're an idiot and you don't want to answer. Is there any is there any song you guys have put out that you've been how do I word this like surprised that it's like taken off as much as it has? And is there any song that you guys put out that was like this is this is it man this is gonna be the next single this is this is gonna blow up and it just didn't have the the response that you thought it would. Mm. I've, I've always been interested to ask that. Like, is there one song do you think is like a crazy hidden gem that nobody just really appreciates? Yeah. So, like I said, I you think, can you you can I just say like, you're an asshole and, and I, yeah. <laughs> and well, I think, I think like the the first one, the like how like surprised you are that it blew up. Yeah, that would probably be the first one we did was leftovers because yeah. like I mean it didn't go viral in the like the traditional sense, but like enough people listened to it and we got like all good reviews on it and it was one of those things where we were like wait like this is getting a lot of good reviews like we should just keep doing this i guess yeah and I then know. the one that i think we like at least me and cody we always come back to it that we feel like should get more love but doesn't is a uh, screwdriver which was like okay. the last one we did on um it was supposed to be part of the gut feeling ep but on spotify it's its own single um and like, uh, I don't like, we all like, we really like that song. We actually did that with Nick and uh, Nick from Man Overboard and Ace from uh, the early November. 
um, at, at their studio and uh, and like it just never it never popped off. We did the music video, we did like a bunch of other things, and like it just never really hit the way we thought. But like live, people really like it. So it's yeah. like I know that it's like a decent song. It's just like uh, um, it, you know, and of course that one's about ha like hangovers. Yeah. So like you know the perfect song for this this podcast. Yeah right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So probably that. I was also a little surprised Black and Blue didn't do more than it did. Um, really? I mean, it's still it's still doing really well, like way better than a lot of our other songs. So like you know, but like uh, that was one that like when we were playing it, like writing it and stuff, we were like this song honks. Like we just oh, yeah. really like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> I actually, I, I want to look up almost. So I was listening today on my drive home to to Black and Blue as well, and there was there was a lyric, there was a line at the very beginning that I've overlooked a I lot. Love I know exactly what you're talking. Do about. you? Line. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. I, I want to look it up because I don't want to mess it up. Um, but man, I I've like listened to the song so many times, and I I just so happened to catch it like today. I was like, holy oh, shit! Yeah. How did how did that get past me, man? Yeah. Is oh. it a uh, life is long distance, but I'm out of shape? Yeah, where you're like, um, all of my life I've been told to carry my weight, but life right. is long distance, and I'm out of shape. I go, yep. how the hell did that go over my head, man? Yeah, it's I, it hits you right at the beginning, my, right as you get into it. Yeah, that's one of my favorite lines we've ever written, like yeah. for sure. Because it it's funny. like I feel like a perfect metaphor for like, you know, like. I, I feel like in today's world, everybody's thinking about like what the next deadline is and stuff. And so it's very like short-term thinking, but when you think about like life, like it's kind of just, you keep just going on and going on and going on and, and yeah. like, you know, and like nobody's really built for that. So it's kind of like feeling like, you know, or some people are built for that, but yeah, life is long distance and I'm out of shape. <laughs> Dude. I, I yeah. love that. I love that. Oh, I love it. We're, we're getting deep, man. We're getting super. Oh, deep. Yeah. Well, it's kind of deep. funny too. I was, I was thinking of kind of like the comparison between like the genre of, of, of pop punk, if you will, with craft mm -hmm. beer is like, there's always those, like those play on words and those like little like dad jokes, almost like kind of set in of like mm -hmm. the funny beer names that you get. And the same thing with like traditionally like the old school with, with pop punk with like song titles and little lyrics and mm -hmm. everything there. Like they mm -hmm. actually strangely mesh together really, really well. Yeah. We've been trying to do, uh, we want to do a, a, a brewery collab really bad. I was going to um, ask about that. Yeah. Ah, that was my, I was, when I, my yeah, questions. When I, <laughs> when I was working at uh, Slack Tide, I was campaigning them really hard, but the timing wasn't really right. Um, and uh, it was kind of after the fact, but I wanted to do one called Bad Times Don't Last. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, that's a great I, name. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted it to be like a tropical, like kind of hoppy, like pale ale. Oh, okay. um, and like low alcohol, low alcohol content because you can drink a bunch of them. Yeah. All know? right, Keith. Hey, man, um, if you're still on the stream, Keith. So Keith is a brewer yeah, right. at uh, at Hoppy Dudes Brew. Oh, yeah. In Ohio, that we just did um, our our last episode before we were on vacation with. So Keith, if you're still on the stream, man, we got to make this yeah. happen. Yeah. Let's make a, let's get this collab together. Yeah. And then, um, uh, what was the other thing I was gonna say? Um, oh, uh, we have a one of our friends' bands. They're called Merit. Um, they did a collab with, I forget the name of the brewery, but they're in Pennsylvania and their beer, they called it pop punch. Pop punch. Oh. Like, I <laughs> yes. guess it was like a, like, a, I think it had like, you know, like fruit juice or something in it. Like that made yeah. them like really approachable. I honestly don't know what the beer was cause I don't live in that area. So I wasn't yeah. able to try it, but like, I heard it was really good in print. I think it is the brewery in print. Okay. 
Do you know where that's at? Uh, Phoenixville, PA, I think. Sure, sure. Somewhere in that area. Yeah. yeah. I We're think locking it. it. It's, it's Phoenixville. That's the Lansdale area. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. It would take me like two hours to get there, basically. So, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. No, I had I've I've got two more questions here just lined up. Um, and I know Lee, you've probably got at least one or two in, in your in your in your black pocket there. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh one of them that I wanted to hit on, and I know we've been jumping around. It's one thing we're we're kind of famous for here in this podcast is our incredible transitions from one question yeah, yeah, to gotta, another. Yeah, gotta gotta keep us all right. We just keep it rolling. So yeah. Uh now now we, we touched though on some you you've had the opportunity obviously to play with some some really big bands, but what would be your like ideal lineup of like a show to play with goalkeeper featuring, you know. So and so and so and so and so and so. Well, there's guys you played with before, but what would be like the perfect mm-hmm. show in, in your mind? Are there people you'd you'd love to play with? And this can be shit. If you want to put like Merle Haggard, like who whoever, yeah. you know, like what would be the the all time best lineup for you guys to play? Well, I mean, probably like if, like a combination of all of our influences. So probably like a Blink One Eighty Two, Men Singers, Newfound Glory, like Wonder Years, Man Overboard, Us, <laughs> something like that. Something like that. that. Yeah, you heard it uh, first, folks. <laughs> yeah, and then like I'm trying to think of like a classic band that'd be cool. Actually, one thing like I don't know. One one thought I had was like because we're a three piece and because both Cody or Mark and I have like beards generally, and Cody doesn't. I thought it'd be funny <laughs> if we were like we started considering ourselves like the ZZ Top of pop punk. Yeah, so like, it'd be kind of it'd be kind of funny if we yeah if we were like ZZ Top and us. The funniest <laughs> thing about ZZ Top is the two guys. You know, uh, the they had beards, but the drummer didn't have a beard, and his last name was Beard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah, funny I saw as hell. That in the documentary that I yeah. watched recently, like freaking hilarious. Really? Yeah. Oh my god, dude, that's funny as hell. Mm-hmm. That's kind of funny too. I don't know how it is, but every single time, almost every person we've had, uh, it's some form, uh, whether it's a group of people or it's a person, almost everybody has a beard. And Lee mm-hmm. can grow a beard in like three days. Like he'll shave his face and then it's like a huge like lumberjack thing. And yeah. I have the facial hair of like a 13 year old Indian girl. Like I just uh, yeah. I can't, I cannot grow. I cannot grow facial hair to save my life. Yeah. So everybody like that Cody, happens like- to be on here. Just always yeah. has an epic beard. Like, God, I'm always the odd man out, man. I am, I am the yeah. drummer of ZZ Top, always. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, you don't have to worry about shaving a ton, I guess, right? Like, yeah. no, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I can make it. I can make it a day or two. If, yeah, if I, I have, I have no choice. I'm sure Lee, you feel the same way. It's yeah, like, for sure. It's just, it's just going to be there, and it's just going to gum up the sink if you shave it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I can make it a day or two if I need to. But it's funny. We yeah. even had, um, we had on Joel Strasser, um, maybe a month or two ago, who holds um nine Guinness World Records strictly to do with his beard. Wow! Like, yeah, uh, that's two, impressive. He would put toothpicks in he's it. Got, yeah, he's he's got uh, the most toothpicks, the most um, what was it? Pencils. He's got like baubles, like Christmas ornaments. He's going for his tenth. Oh yeah, uh, the Christmas one that was pretty cool. That's yeah, he's picture. he's going for his tenth Guinness World Record. Um, oh wow. some, Sometime this year. So like everything we've done, <laughs> either has or involves beards, and yeah. I'm always the lone man out, man. Yeah, it's funny. My my brother, my little brother, he used to say that uh, he'll he would never grow a beard. And he would never yeah. like, he'd always be clean shaven. And, uh, but this was like when he was in high school and I was like, listen, the moment you go to college, that's all going to change. Like you're not yeah. going to want to do any of that. And like literally like the first semester he comes back and he's got like 
like stubble all over his, like you know, like a little small beard. And I'm like, I told you. He's like, I know shaving's tough. Shaving's annoying. <laughs> right, right. I just I rock the like clean shaven look because I know if I let it go for a day or two, I just look like a total idiot. So yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I just I like I like the clean shaven look. That's that's why oh, I yeah. do it, you know. But yeah. I let it. I let it go a little bit when I was down in Jersey, and after like four or five days, I looked in the mirror and I was like, I grabbed my wife. I was like, "Why didn't you tell me I look like such an right. idiot?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, I don't want to hurt your feelings. It was like, dude, yeah, you, right. you gotta, you gotta stop this. Yeah. You gotta put it's a stop like, to you, it. Yeah, but you were, you had to be seen with me everywhere. Like, exactly. Like, right. Right. We yeah. we were in public. Like we met right. Ryan. Why didn't you tell me I look like an idiot? <laughs> right. Oh yeah. man. Oh, good time. <laughs> Seriously. Oh man. Yeah. Well, thanks again, man, for hanging out. I, I, yeah, I really totally. appreciate it. So I'm I'm excited for for what you guys got going on. Is there anything that you have going on outside of, of Goalkeeper you guys want to talk about? I know you said you do some like digital art. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anything that you have going on with uh, with? I think I saw your your email was like Ryan BB Designs. Mm-hmm. Is there is there anything going on on that side you want to talk about? Uh, not really. I mean, just like well, it's not so much that I don't have anything cool going on. It's just more that like um that that side is kind of like my professional business that like is kind of what i've been it's like it it started off as a freelance thing and then it got a little bit bigger because i worked for the movie theaters locally doing social media and website stuff um and over the pandemic like i had to find something else because i was in a band i worked at a movie theater and i worked at a bar so like basically like i got the legs chopped out from under me um yeah, like when imagine. everything hit so um i started a new uh business where i'm building websites for people and it's going nice. really well um just but like i don't really i i don't publicize it a lot because i've already got so much work to do that like i'm trying not, i'm just trying to keep up with what i have and not necessarily like overextend myself so yeah um, but yeah that's you. what i do in my free time and on while we're on the topic I noticed that Lacey asked a question a little bit ago. If you weren't a musician now, what would you feel like you'd be doing? Um, probably working in a brewery, like more likely, like try to get a full-time job doing that or yeah, like uh, bartending and that or something. I don't know. Um, like I really like that kind of stuff. And I mean, not that I don't like doing digital art. Uh, I wish I did more like digital art, like, for just a creative like release, like I do with music, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. most of the stuff I do is like graphic design, like for, you know, social media posts or like for uh, websites and stuff like that. And that's not so much like the most like creative stuff, yeah, like right. you know, fun stuff. It's kind of the more boring stuff, but like pays the bills. And that's what, yeah, uh, sure. that's what I right, do. Right, right. <laughs> I think that's uh, I think that's the line that most graphic designers have to like face at some point in their life is like, Am I like I, they go corporate with their art and they design logos, but at least they're making money. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> and freelance, like I was do. stoked when I got the movie theater job because I was like, nice. I don't have to rely on how like crazy freelance is. But after the fact, I was like, you know, having this is nice. I, you know, I just you know do it as often as I can. Like, or mm-hmm. I just try to manage my schedule within it. So it's like you know when I can take on a website, I pop it in the queue or whatever. You know, yeah. but I've I got so much work right now that like I'm still trying to catch up with stuff like since the summer started. So yeah, that's that's why I don't talk about it a ton. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny, man. That's like right in your world, Lee. Yeah, yeah. I, I the job I have, I work I work at customer service for a place that like uh, we make t-shirt transfers. You can, like he press on the t-shirts. Oh, so cool. 
I know way too much about graphic design for not being a graphic designer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially with t-shirts. Like, I'm sure there's a ton there that you're that like you have to consider. Yeah, and I and I do I do a lot of it just without knowing how to like vectorize images and stuff like that. That's pretty much one thing I don't. I know mm. that's really boring, but <laughs> no, I mean <laughs> um, whatever. It's kind of the only thing I don't know how to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, Illustrator's not hard to learn. It's I, probably, I feel like I should. Yeah. I really should just take the time and learn, and I just haven't done it yet. I feel like because it's you know I I use uh, I use Corel Draw at work all okay, the time. Yeah. Like, but the my extent of like Corel Draw knowledge is like I use it to size and like like sort out a sheet. So it's like it just yeah. it's just copy and paste and resizing. So right. <laughs> yeah. No, like uh, yeah, vectorizing it. Like I've done that a few times where like I'll either trace like a logo or I'll trace like. You know, like uh, I used to make a lot of social media graphics where I would like get stock photos and then trace them and then like add text on top. Mm-hmm. Um, just like two colors, like that kind of thing. Um, and uh, but it, it gets so tedious and you can also like lose yourself in it with like how far you go with the detail. For sure. So, yeah. Like, yeah. So like and for me, like I was selfishly trying to push out like 30 graphics in like an hour. So like, which is not even, it was not even like doable, you know, yeah. but it, like, that was my mindset. I was like, I just got to bang these out real quick. You know what I mean? So <laughs> like, I, I, I like, uh, I like being able to sit down with some thought because that was my, my college degree is actually digital art, which is, I was going to ask about like, that. Yeah. You mentioned, yeah, which was, um, yeah, which was, uh, more, it wasn't what I wanted. I wanted to actually work for an ad agency, but, um, it ended up being like, uh, using digital tools to create gallery exhibitions and so like you know i'd love to try to be part more part of the art world especially after like what beeple has been doing with nfts like i think his art is hilarious and oh yeah the fact that he's made like so much money just on selling like like nfts like like this the ones he's like making i'm like this is hilarious like this is freaking you know this is exactly what the art world needed yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah Oh man, well, Lee, do you want to do you want to ask your question that you ask every time? I, I was just gonna say we should probably. Ah, probably oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I know on. we have like one question. Like, uh, if uh, if you were sitting in our shoes, what would you have asked you? So, like, what what do we miss? What do you want to talk about? Uh, anything you you've got here? Uh, give it to mm. us, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Who, who told what us it, that question? Who was that? No, that was mine. Was no. that just you? I thought <laughs> I somebody. No, mine. I thought somebody told us that. I was the guru. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I tried to take all the credit from you. I love that yeah, question, right? but I thought, yeah. I thought somebody told us. That's a good question. Um, Basically, it's like, why well, Why was this terrible? Why were we bad? Yeah. You know? No, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, you guys, you guys yeah, covered right. a lot. Do, uh, do our job for areas. us. Yeah. yeah, no, you guys covered a lot in a lot of different areas. Like, all we, you know, talked about a lot. Um, I don't know. That is like the biggest, like putting somebody on the spot. It is. Actually, you know, well, we have though. Well, here's what I'll do. I'll I'll reverse it back at you guys, and instead oh, I'll I'll ask, so you said, at, like tell us something that we should have asked you, and so what I'm going to do is ask you a question that I love asking people. Oh yes, I'm excited. Yeah. All right, okay, I'm All there. Right. All right, and this is a weird one, but I I don't know. I like it because it's it's kind of a two part thing, but like. If you were a shot glass, what would your design be and what would you put in it? Oh, damn. That's a great question. <laughs> that is a good question. That's a great oh. question for Lee to take this first. To take first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um. Oh man, that is a that's a tough question. So yeah, I think I think right away right away here I'm gonna think of uh uh I mean I think it's gotta do with something like uh I don't know how to encompass all of my personality and compress it into into this glass is yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah. So yeah, like if you had your favorite shot glass of all time, like or like if you were a shot glass, what would you what what would the alcohol you put in it and then what would like the shot glass look like or what would the design be? So I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it here. I think it would have like uh like an image of a shark. I'm gonna have a, I dig sharks quite a bit. Nice. And then I got like, one. Oh, let's see. Where's your shark? Hey, there oh, we hell go. Yeah, that's awesome. Lee, hit him, hit him with the shark, Lee. Give him give So I would have so an image of a shark, and then I think like um a lyric, a song lyric that I really like that, that is cool. Uh, if rock and roll is dead, you can kill me right now. So I would like in a circle around the shark, and shot then bear tooth, bear tooth, yeah. <laughs> and then in the shot glass, um, I don't know, probably like fireballs because like partying, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <Basic bitch. laughs> I'll take that. That's a good. That's a good one. I like that. That's good. I love that question. Now, luckily, Lee was a good sport and and took that for me, so gave me plenty of time to to think about mine. And you wait a response. <laughs> yeah, I'm going. Um, I'm going some sort of mechanical spinner on mine because I'm I'm so ADD that I'm like I'm fiddling <laughs> with go. something. I'm clicking. I'm tapping. You know, I'm always doing something. So some sort of like fidget spinner esque something to it that you can play with. Um, okay. and then I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, tequila and, okay. uh, like tequila with like a, a jalapeno. So, Oh, that's awesome. Good answer. Yeah. yeah I'm going, that's te- good. Tequila is like either love it or you hate it. And, uh, and I'm a, I'm a big spice guy. I love, you know, hot foods, different hot sauces. That's like another, another. Did you try Hank sauce when you were in Jersey? Get out of here. I have a bottle of Hank sauce. Yeah. That I took home. <laughs> nice. Yeah. My love brother-in-law love. bought it. <laughs> Ludlum did a collab with them. They do a uh, pineapple habanero oh, get IPA, out of here. I think. Yeah, it's yeah. called The Devil Went Down to Maui. I love it. Oh, yeah. I love the names, man. Mainly yeah. talking about this. Like, that is our dream job. Like, I want to be the person that gets to name craft beer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Dude, I have, I have like, my brewery idea in my head that I've had a lot. I've, like, got all seven, like, regular beers, uh, ideas, yes. names. Yeah. whole nine. I, yeah, right. like I, I totally, get, I, I'm totally not with you guys on that. <laughs> oh, let's make it happen, Lee. We got to get the brewer from Bad Tom Smith. We'll get Ryan here together. We'll create, <laughs> we'll, we'll create the brewery, man. We'll make it happen. Yeah. No, Hank's nice. off, man. That, that's like a like a little well kept secret. That shit is really, really good. We got the, um, yeah. it was like that, that I don't know what it was called. It was a cilantro. It was like Hank cilantro. Cilantro. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So we we tried that at um at Uncle Bill's. Um, and then I bought the, um, the habanero and I brought that home and it's, I'm always like, yeah. I'm already probably a quarter of the way, maybe halfway through the bottle already. It's, uh, yeah. it's great. Yeah. Cilantro is usually my go-to for like, like Mexican food and like my chili that I make and stuff. And then the camouflage one is the one that I use for like general hot sauce needs. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't, I didn't see that one. I got, I got yeah. the habanero now, but, um, yeah, the habanero is pretty good. I haven't yeah. had, I don't, yeah, I, I haven't had that in a little bit, um, but I've had it in the beer. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Lacey just put, um, Hoppy Dudes does a, a spicy pickle beer. 
Ooh, yeah, yeah. That's, how, that's what I thought with a jalapeno. Too. They, had a, they had a beer with a jalapeno in it. Yeah. Yeah. Because they called it uh, DTF, uh, Down to Fiesta. Uh, down to Fiesta, yeah, like with the jalapeno. Like that was really good. I love that one. Mm-hmm. But um, the the last question I have for you before we we roll out the red carpet is um, we we've touched a bunch about people you guys have played with and influences and things like that. But what would you guys, either you or or as goalkeeper as as a whole, if you will, uh, what would be your your guys' advice to you know to up and coming bands or anybody who, who's interested in getting into the scene? What would be your guys' advice from either mentors that you've had or things that you guys have learned along the grind, either as bands prior to or, or since you guys have been all together? What would be mm-hmm. your guys' message uh, to somebody else kind of just getting onto the scene? Um, my biggest things, I think, when I – like, it's probably like a three-part answer. Number one, make sure that the people you're doing the project with are trustworthy and that they're good people and you can work with them. Um, because you're going to be working with them hopefully for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? So like, you know, picking the right people is absolutely super important. Mm -hmm. Um, making sure that your product is high quality. So making sure that like when you do music, like me, like at the end of the day, like there's a lot of layers to the music scene, a lot of layers on being a band, but like the number one thing is music. And if you have like a really catchy song, but you record it like shit. Um, <laughs> like you, they won't have the same impact yeah. uh, as it would if you actually spent the money and had it recorded properly um, and did it the right way, because that'll get you a lot farther than that. And then like, you know, things like music videos and stuff like that, like try to keep it as high quality as you can, but like, mm-hmm. um, you know, don't like overextend yourself. Like one thing I like to think about is like, um, if I, if we don't have the budget for like a big music, vi- or big music video idea, like you can come up with an idea that's shot on an iPhone, but just make sure that the story or whatever dictates that it was shot on an iPhone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like think of yeah. it from that perspective, you know? Sure. Um, oh, I like that. Yeah. And so, and then the third thing is, you know, just, you, you just keep hustling and don't ever like take things for granted and don't ever like, um, you know, think you're too big for the scene or think you should get this or that. Like, you know, you got to eliminate your ego or at least like you got to have your ego in check for sure. Because mm-hmm. if you think you're just going to walk in and like change the world, like you're fucking bullshitter. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. very few people can do that. And usually when they do that, they're doing it by mistake or they're, they're not trying to do it for that reason. They're just trying to make fucking art, you know, yeah, like, yeah. really good, you know, stuff, you know? And I, I think like those three types of things, like, you know, like, again, with the whole band thing, I said this earlier, like, I always, like, whenever we're, like, I feel like we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, I always try to say, like, well, we still ain't shit, because there's yeah. bands like, you know, X, Y, and Z who are doing this, and there's bands like this who are bigger than us, and, like, we don't, we can't draw X amount of people to a certain type of venue, you know what I mean? Like, there's still yeah. a lot more that has to happen, Sure. and for us to treat ourselves like we're, you know, we're something, like, obviously, we take pride in what we do, and we're, like, super stoked about it, but, like, you know, like you can't have an ego about it because if you do, and then you fuck something up, like I, I always see from the other perspective where it's like, okay, this person's treating us like shit, like, or giving us a raw end of the deal. That's going to come back around on them. All we have to do is make sure we show up and do our job and people are going to like us, you know, because we weren't the, we weren't the band who caused any issues. Like they were the ones who had 
like the fucking issues, you know what I mean? So just kind of remembering that, like, you know, the journey's not done until we're headlining, you know, Lincoln financial field where the Eagles play or like like headlining Firefly or like, you know, Coachella or some shit, you know, got to lose this attitude, show a little more gratitude. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) What a good, hold on. Let me just tie that bow like nice and perfect there. (laughs) I was sitting on that for like 20 seconds, man. I was like, oh, I got it. I got it. Yeah. Right. No, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah, man. God, that was awesome. What what a great answer. Um, dude, you you you've been awesome. Seriously, thank you again for sitting down with us. Um it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it really yeah. has. Uh, I feel like we could do this for probably five or five or six more episodes and still not run out of shit to talk about. But yeah. the last thing we do b- b- before we go out um is we want to kind of roll the red carpet out for you. Um if if you've heard if anybody watched, this is funny. Um, you ever watch hot ones on YouTube by chance? Yeah. So it's funny when I, when I, every time I say that, I always think of like Sean Evans, who's a fantastic host on there. I think he's done an incredible job, but you always like, all right, the last thing to do is kind of roll the red carpet out. And that's what we love to do here. So um, whether it's anything you got going on or, or, goal, or goalkeeper specifically, um, tell everybody what you got going on. Um, you know, whether it's tour dates, whether it's new music, whatever it is, uh, we, we kind of want to roll the red carpet out for you, man. So let everybody know what you got going on. All right. Um, so yeah, check out Goalkeeper on spe- uh, str- uh, streaming sites everywhere. We're on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon. Uh, you know, we have some stuff on Bandcamp. We're on, like, we have ten music videos on YouTube. Go check them out. Um, we're looking forward to uh, releasing new music, hopefully by the end of the year, but no guarantees. Guaranteed no, by the end of the year. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> no, th- th- things. Yeah, th- we're still getting things kind of together for that but we're, we're shooting on trying to get music out as soon as possible um if you live in california july 15th we're going to be out there in la at the mint supporting our friend uh, Lido beach uh we are going to be in philly and long island the 30th and the 31st uh we're going to be in uh jersey on the 4th of september and we're going to be in dc on the on september 11th so yeah uh, and definitely follow us on social media so facebook instagram twitter um uh all those that and uh, like for future tour dates and announcements and everything and um yeah just just keep grinding just, oh yeah you know you're grinding. You got this. <laughs> and that's and 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 just a reminder, it is the gold keeper. Yeah, the gold org. keepers. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. So Ryan dot not, net. Not, dot net. Yes. Oh, that's great. So it, what's funny, every episode we always do this, and Lee knows it's coming, but at the end, I always drop it on Lee to do our, our closing. Uh, with zero preparation. We've been doing this for months and months and months now, but uh he's never ready. So Lee, take us away. Hey guys, thank you for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts on Spotify and Apple Music. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram, whatever, at Drink About a Podcast. Check out Brewbag. Uh, I know Justin's got a set. We haven't even talked about it. But he uh, took it on vacation with him, had a lot of fun with it. So check out Brewbag. And uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. And thanks for listening, guys. Bye-bye. Cheers, guys. Cheers. 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 (laughs) Clink. Clink. <laughs>